I, I kind of think about it in these terms. So if you watch a professional footballer and if you watch them take a shot at goal, however badly that shot ends up being, their belief in the first place is that they're going to score a goal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You don't see you don't see them going up to take that to take that goal or that penalty shot, thinking they're not going to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. So for me, that's what confidence is about. It's about our belief that we can affect change, that we can do things. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped, the show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself. We're your hosts, Roz and Mike. We both didn't have it easy growing up. Through our story, we've made it our life mission to ensure every young individual will have the opportunity that we didn't have. This would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to help you uncover how they impact our lives. Our vision is to have a world whereby we can all help shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems that has been tried and trusted. Welcome once again, our listeners, to Coaches and Mentors and Rats. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hope you're keeping safe and well. That's right. I mean, once again, we have, you know, a very highly esteemed guest with us today, by the, goes by the name of Helen Tiffany. And we'll let Helen introduce herself very shortly. But we just wanted to, wanted to again, you know, extend our sincere gratitude to all our listeners. Uh, we've had just, you know, such an amazing reach and, and you know, it's just a testament to the fact that, you know, we are you know, living our purpose and, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're serving our listeners with useful and, and, and rich information. And the one thing that we ask our listeners to do is, you know, please, please share it. Please, please review it. Please, please rate it. It just helps expand the reach and, and, and gets the message to the people that really also need it. So thank you once again. And we're going to launch straight into the podcast. So welcome to the show, Helen. Hi, Helen. Welcome. Hello, how great. And hi to all the listeners today. I'm really excited to be here. This is great. Yeah, we're, we're excited, equally excited. Uh, I I love the topic that we're going to talk about today. But yeah. without further ado, before we get into, you know, dissecting the topic, uh, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners and you know, who, who you are, what you do um, and, and, and what you stand for? Wow, so much to fit into what you would love to be a lovely little soundbite. But um, so here we go. <laughs> So um, I am a coach and what that means is that I work mainly with businesses and helping people be the best version of themselves. And and even though that's a phrase we use all the time and it's and I, I, I'm not sure how much I love it, but I think it really is true with coaching. That's what we're trying to do is really help people figure out how they can maximise their potential. So I tend to work with um, lots of different types of groups of people, but um, I would say on the whole, I work with senior people in organisations on a one-to-one basis. And I guess that opens up lots of different things that I do. So I help people with confidence. I help people with performance. I get people thinking about um, how they can help their teams. I get yeah. people thinking about how they can use their time best. And when I'm not doing that, I also sit on the board of an organisation in America called FELT which specialises in providing education for immigrants and for refugees. Um, I'm also an ambassador for Bernardo's, the children's charity in the UK, and I use 
quite a lot of my expertise to help build coaching programs for people from disadvantaged backgrounds um, and to support the project workers in those areas. And when I'm not doing that, (laughs) (laughs) I I love a bit of an adventure. So um, I do things like I, I, I went and trekked through China on the Great Wall Wow. Um, one thing I went to do was I went to Borneo and climbed out uh, Mount Kinabalu and went trekking through the rainforest. Um, typically, I'm doing those things to raise money for my charities, but I, I love it. It's given me a real passion for doing, like, exciting things. Um, so wow. I'm not more doing it's me and my lovely husband, and we live in Sussex, and, um, yeah, life is good. Great, great. Helen, would you say you're an adrenaline junkie? I don't think I'm an adrenaline junkie, but I, I, I think you know maybe part of being we're going to talk about confidence. Part of being a, a confident woman, which yeah. I believe I am most of the time, means that I'm probably up for trying things, and I think that's a big component of being confident. Being confident gives you that ability to say, "I'll have a go." Yeah, I think I just have a go, you know, and yeah. You know, I'm not good at all the things I've just described. I'm I just put a lot of effort in. Yeah, yeah, Love yeah. That. Exactly. What, exactly. What, what an introduction as well. Uh, and, and once again, you know, welcome to the show. So for, for the sake of our listeners, today's topic is entitled How to Build Confidence and Harness Its Power. So we are going to talk about all things confidence. I think it's it's so timely given, you know, we've all been in lockdown, well, particularly in the UK for the last we're coming up to a year, right? Oh, yeah, March wow. last year. Can you imagine, guys, a whole 12 months? Exactly. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, we find some of us need people around us to be confident. Some of yeah. us need engagement with people to be confident. We haven't had that privilege this year. So we're hoping the messaging today is going to, you know, arm some of our listeners or all our listeners with some tools and with some practical steps to build your confidence back up now that obviously we're, we're planning on going uh, back to calling normal or semi-normal. So without further ado, I'd like to, I guess, hand over the, the, the baton to you, Helen, and maybe give us an overview of, you know, what you deem as confidence. We want to know everything about confidence. So I'll, I'll, I'll hand over the control seat. I love that. You just want to know everything about confidence. <laughs> totally. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. We, 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 yes. <laughs> so yes. no pressure then whatsoever. I love <laughs> um, so... I guess if you if you look up what does confidence mean, you will find answers like it's the degree to which you think and feel that your actions will achieve positive results. So the degree to which you think and feel your actions will have positive results. And that could be on anything, couldn't it? I mean, so. I kind of think about it in these terms. So if you watch a professional footballer, And if you watch them take a shot at goal, however badly that shot ends up being, their belief in the first place is that they're going to score a goal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You don't see you don't see them going up to take that (laughs) to take that goal or that penalty shot, thinking they're not going to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. So for me, that's what confidence is about. It's about our belief that we can affect change that we can do things and that's not to say that we can be confident about everything certainly I've probably had it leveled at me across the years oh you're confident aren't you 
Well, I'm most definitely confident at some things, but um, if you put a spreadsheet in front of me, <laughs> I guarantee you can wipe out my confidence in about five seconds. Right. I don't feel confident with numbers. I just, yeah. I just don't. Um, and for someone else, that might be you said if you said to them, "Could you could you be best man at my wedding?" Yeah. And someone said, "Oh, you know, I really want to do that, but I just don't have the confidence to stand up in front of like a hundred people." Yeah. So I would rather do the best man speech than the spreadsheet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. But you have to find your thing. Okay. Yeah. So this isn't about trying to be confident at every single thing in life. This is this is about thinking: what's the stuff that brings you joy? What are the things that you need to get better at in order to do a great job, or in order to be a good student? And concentrate on that because otherwise, you know what? You're just giving yourself such a hard time in the first place. Yeah. So for me, the the kind of the essence of confidence is about just really trying to identify the things that are useful for you to build your confidence in and also the areas maybe where you want to have more confidence like let's say it was doing a presentation or going to an interview it's maybe trying to identify what it is about those activities that means you don't feel very confident like what's the thing like if you said to me am I confident about doing presentations? I would say I'm really confident about standing in front of the group of people. I'm probably less confident at putting the PowerPoint deck together. Okay, right. So if you can identify those pieces that maybe make yeah. up the package of confidence, it's much easier to deal with, right? So, yeah, yeah that, that for me is what confidence is. That's great. Um, I, I wanted to kind of extend or um, tuning back on your example, the football scenario, because, you know, I'm a footballer myself and ah. I know there's been periods where I wouldn't say you lose confidence. So let's say, for example, you haven't scored a goal and you're a striker, right, for a, you know, for, for a number of months or a number of weeks. Yeah. When you're scoring goals, you're confident. You can take a shot from, you know, I don't know, halfway line. And you believe it's going to go in, right, to your point. Yeah. But when you haven't scored a goal in a long time, you you, you lack confidence. And even things that you, you're able to do when you are confident, you can't do them. You, you can't – the belief is not there no, no more. Yeah. So I guess I wanted to understand, is there um, – does your confidence get increasingly better once you're in your element or in your flow and you're in your zone – because you know, you know, you can keep doing it. And when you come out of that zone, you lose belief or confidence. I'm just trying to kind of tap into that. Just using that same example as oh. that you use. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the really important word you used in there, Mike, was the word belief. Yeah. So we all hold beliefs about things. So, for example, you know, if you've been scoring a few goals in your, yeah. in your football matches, you yeah. know, you might have a belief like, I'm not a bad player. I'm okay. I managed to score a few goals. Yeah. If you have a bad run of it and you've been playing against a really awesome team, for example, or maybe you've had an injury or whatever, you might start telling yourself, I've lost it. I've yes. lost the touch. Yeah. Um, and that could be the same as if you maybe went for some interviews and you didn't get the job. Yes. Start thinking, I'm so rubbish at this. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. never going to get the job. Yeah, and it reality, happens, yeah, it's all about the belief that you are holding yeah, up. Yeah. So yeah. in our brain, we create these thought processes because we've got a number of different 
called neurotransmitters that help us create these thoughts. And so, and, and when we have a, a thought like, um, I'm really good at this, or I've got this, or you can do this, we, we get a release of dopamine into our system, which is uh, this hormone that makes us feel good. Yeah. Conversely, if we start telling ourselves we're not very good at things, we start getting those hormones like adrenaline and cortisol come into our bloodstream. And they can really put us off our game. So one of the things that the athletes do, if you if you look at um, any of the high-performing athletes, like tennis stars, you look at the Williams sisters, they not only have a coach that helps them with their technique, but they also have a sports psychological coach who so helps them with what we call the inner game. Yeah. Inner game is what you're telling yourself in your head. So you may be like, you may have the most phenomenal backhand ever, okay? But if you're telling yourself, you can't make the shot, you're not going to make the shot. So what we have to work on here is your belief system, yeah. what you believe. Um, and that makes all the difference. And if you've ever followed the career of maybe somebody like Tiger Woods, the golfer, yes. you know, you will see that he he lost all his confidence and for a long time he couldn't play. Yeah. He had to work very, very hard on his self-confidence and his self-belief to get back his game. And poor man has had another knock this week with being in a car accident, I saw. So, um, yeah, I know. You know, hope he's, hope he's doing well after that. But he was a really good example, I think, of somebody who lost his confidence and worked very, very hard to build that back up. That's, you know, I know that there were some social issues on the side of that, but I think what he worked on was believing he could get back to his old ways. The skill was still there. The only thing that had actually changed was what he was believing about his skill. Yeah, so the belief system. There are there are some things that attribute to how confident we may or may not be. So I thought maybe it would be useful to run through some of those things. Definitely, yeah. So one of the things that helps us become more confident is when we experience achievement. Right. So to your point, if you if you have a few weeks where you're scoring loads of goals, yeah. You have that you've got the belief, yeah, I've got this, I can do this, I'm I'm great, right? Um, if I have a few weeks where um I've been doing couch to 5k, right? Yeah. So if I have a few weeks where I'm kind of just nailing it every time I go out, I think yeah. I can do this, I can really run, right? So yeah. every time we experience achievement, it helps build our confidence. So that's why if you're gonna set yourself a goal, like this week I'm going to run two miles or whatever, set yourself a goal you can achieve. Because the more you achieve your goals, the more confident you feel. Okay. If I set myself a goal this week of I'm going to try and run 10 miles, I already yeah. know I'm going to fail that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no point, okay? I'm yeah. better off setting myself a goal of saying I'm going to try and run five miles this week, which might yeah. be what I can do in a little bit more. And then feel great about it. So number yeah. one is around experiencing achievement. The second thing is it's really important for us to be able to visualize positive things in the future. Yeah. So, again, if we, you know, sports is such a brilliant world to, to draw on when we think about confidence. But, you know, a lot of sports people will use positive visualization like they imagine themselves running across the finish line or 
they imagine themselves, you know, at the Olympics getting their medals and, and those yeah. The more we can visualize ourselves doing well, again, it's not just a it's not just a trick. It has an effect <laughs> on the brain because what happens here is we start releasing that dopamine into the system. The dopamine makes us feel good. We feel good. Yeah. We feel more confident. Yeah, and see, there's a pattern forming here, right? There is. Yeah, yeah. The third thing is a bit harder, but it is so worth putting the effort in, and that is. Learn to be able to take criticism. It's not an easy one, is it? No, that's yeah. hard. Right, it's hard, isn't it? Right? How many times have you had some criticism, Michael, and and it's felt quite bad? Every day we married. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was referring to work or something, but yeah, okay, fair enough. That's a good shout. I was, my mind just naturally oh, went on to onto my, my, yeah, my work. Of course, but, um, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Just keeping it real, we keep it real on coaches and mentors on rats. Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah, the criticism piece is so vital. I think for me over the years, I've learned to when I get the criticism, I gotta look at it as constructive. No matter how it comes to me, in the past, before I was I became self-aware and knew obviously what the difference were, uh, it used to hit me like a like a stimulus, like it came straight to me. (laughs) And obviously you got a few seconds to decide what to do and Sometimes I went down the wrong the wrong route, but now I know when it when it hits you, or when it comes to you, just take a moment, yeah. think about, you know, why why is it happening, Where and then from, your yeah. action then has to be positive. So for me, whether it's positive or negative, is my reaction to that, and I always look at it as it's constructive. I don't care if it's constructive, but you're so right. If you're not self aware, then listen, your yeah. yeah your reaction to that could be yeah. If you are able to take on board, is, I see criticism is, is, you know, constructive criticism is data that helps us grow, right? Yeah. It's just information. Yeah. It's just some information. We may not like it, okay, yeah. but it's still valid, isn't it? If someone says, I find it really hard when you don't listen to me, like that's true for that person, mm-hmm. okay? You may feel differently about it, but it's still true for that person. So we have to be able to take on board that new information so that we can get better at what we do. And there's a brilliant, for those of you out there that like to kind of go on and look at podcasts or TED Talks or whatever, there's yeah. a lady called Carol Dweck. Oh, yeah. And that's um, normal spelling of Carol and then D-W-E-C-K. She wrote a really awesome book called The Growth Mindset. And... We, I came across this many, many years ago, but um, it's one of the things I use in workshops now with people, and they love it because it really helps us think about the benefits of taking on board feedback and criticism. Yes. And the more you can do that, the more confident you become. Yeah. yeah. We love that book, don't we? We do. Yeah, we love that book. Yeah. <laughs> Go grab a copy, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It will It will. Um, it's it will really be cool, beneficial. Right? Yes. Yeah. Love it. Fourth thing I think is really is, is a big factor when it comes to – things that affect our confidence is the support systems that we have around us. So there's like tons of research that backs up that more confident people have come from stable support systems in their early, in their early years. I was really fortunate to have two parents around to have parents that kind of cheered me on and said, have a go, you know, and that's obviously stayed with me. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I feel really lucky that I had that in my life. 
But number one, I don't have that anymore, but it doesn't mean my confidence has gone. Because what I try and make sure is I've got people around me who make me feel good. So even if the first part of your life hasn't been easy or you haven't always had a brilliant support system in place, it's not too late. You can still have that. And that might be through people you work with. It could be your friends. It might be a mentor. Um, And I put these people into two categories, okay? And that is radiators and drains. Okay. So drains are those people, you know, I think everyone kind of has one of those friends, right, where you go and see them and after you've seen them, you're like really tired. (laughs) (laughs) Because they have literally drained you. Drained you, yeah. 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 You might have someone who you work with who's a bit like that. Now, sometimes we don't have a choice, okay? If you work with someone who's a bit draining, you can't say, oh, well, I'm just not going to work with them. But you might minimise your exposure to them. You may not put your hand up to work with them on every project or be part of their team, right? The people who you want to be around are the radiators. The people who make you feel like you're basking in sunshine. The people who make you feel warm. Those ones who you leave thinking, I can't wait to see them again. Yeah. Give you yeah. life, right? That energize you. Yeah. Spend more time with them. Okay. It's the same, you know, I don't know about you guys. I'm so missing being in the sunshine. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh I mean, yeah. This one here, this one here is struggling. I'm, um, I'm a summer baby, so it's <laughs> really feeling it. Right. Yeah. Like, that's all I want to do is just be back in the sunshine. For for lovely listeners out there, I'm normally I've normally got a really good tan, and I'm like Snow White. Okay, (laughs) um, I really need some sunshine. But in the meantime, I'm just doing everything I can to try and surround myself with people that make me feel like I've got the totally. That's it. Yeah, it's those people who cheer you on when you say, "Oh, I'm thinking about going for this job opportunity," and they say, "That sounds really interesting. You know, tell me more about that." Yeah, person who says, "Oh, you know, yeah, the job market's really down, isn't it, at the moment?" Mm. Exactly. Yeah, you want to be with the people who are, who are cheering you on and saying, "Come on," you know. Yeah, you're... giving you the blow up and the glow up. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah, and that's what you want. So, those for me are factors that can work both positively and negatively for you. Okay, all yeah. of those things there, whether it's experiencing achievement, yeah, being able to positively visualize yes. being able to take criticism and having a support system if you can try and get the positive versions of all of those things it's going to help build your confidence absolutely love that absolutely love that um i i, I there was something which i think you talked about uh earlier on around the belief system and i wanted to kind of see whether it has any link with the the kind of the negative mindset I, I listen to a pod, well, we both listen to a lot of podcasts. There's one that I listened to by a gentleman called Jim Quick, and he basically he's all about mindset. And he has a an acronym ANTS called ANTS, which is automatic negative thoughts, uh-huh. which is something which is constantly there, right, uh, in the back of our mind. And if you're not careful, it takes over your thinking. Yeah. Um, how does that link to kind of belief and confidence? I mean, I assume do you have to always be self-aware of where you're at and, and things that's going on not for you to fall into that trap of losing your belief system or the belief system is always going to be there. You just have to, I'm just trying to 
understand the, the link there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I got it. Um, okay, so the ANTS thing is a really useful little acronym and yeah. it actually comes out of the world of cognitive psychology. Right. And as a coach, I use a lot of cognitive-based coaching in the work that I do. And right. the premise of that is that if we can change our thoughts, we can change our feelings and we can yeah. change our actions. Yes. Right? It yes. Works. Right. And the automatic thoughts are there, aren't they? So it's that kind of yeah. classic, um, you go for the interview and already at the interview you're thinking, I probably won't get this. We'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that negative, another word for it is negative self-talk. Another word yeah. for it is self-limiting belief. Yeah. I've got my own little version of this and I call it crap FM. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tune into that radio now. <laughs> um, because sometimes it just feels like, you know, you've had a few weeks in lockdown, you've been on your own, you haven't seen everybody. I'm terribly missing my friends. It's very easy to get all up in your head, isn't it? Mm -hmm. About, yeah. mm -hmm. You know, this isn't good and that's not good and I'm no good. So, for me, we've got to learn to tune out a crap FM. We've got to, when we are in those situations which we find more challenging, which is when crap FM is at its loudest, yeah. right? So when we're under pressure, whether or not that's um, trying to deal with your children because they're shouting or they're homeschooling, you're like, I'm such a bad mother, right? That might be yeah. you here. Or you're a student and you're really tired and you realise you've got to put a paper in and you're telling yourself, I'll never get this done on time. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Or you're going for the job interview and you don't believe that you're as good as the competition. All of those all of those challenging situations are opportunities for Crap FM to be tuned up really loud. And I, I think our job is, number one, Mike, to notice it. Yeah. Just to notice that, like, oh, yeah, I, I hear it. I hear what I'm doing, right? Yeah. And and then I've got three C's for you, okay? Okay. So the first C is to challenge it. So if you hear that thing saying, I'm not good enough, I want you yeah. to challenge, is that true? Yeah. And ask yourself other questions like, where is the evidence that that is true? And I'll give you yeah. a real example of this. This is from, from early, much earlier on in my career. I was being invited to speak at all sorts of conferences. And um, one day, my my own coach turned around to me and she said, why are you turning those down? And I mm -hmm. said, because I'm not academic enough. Okay. And she said, where is the evidence that that is true? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Well, I couldn't come up with much. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and... What I realised, it was something that someone had said to me many, many years before, and I chose to believe it. Yeah. And so it was holding me back. So job number one is when you hear those thoughts, don't ignore them, acknowledge them. Like they're there, yeah. let's deal with it rather than just pretend it's not there. So you've got to listen into it and say, what am I hearing? And challenge it. Where is the evidence that this is true? And it's so rare that there's lots of evidence to back it up. Because even if you said, um, well, the last job interview I went for, I didn't get. But it's not every job interview that you went for. It's not all the job interviews in the future, because we can't possibly know that. Yeah. 
But you might be saying to yourself, you know, I I'm, I just find it really hard to go further in the interview process. Yeah. So that the next one is the next C is choose, and that's to choose a new phrase that's more helpful. Right. So let's say, for example, you've said, I'm no good at interviews. You might just change that to, I'll be good at some interviews I do. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like, I'm not saying overnight you're suddenly going to go, yeah, I'm going to nail it every single time I rock up. Because <laughs> <laughs> that also isn't true. Okay. So Total facts, eh? Yeah. You've got to think about what kind of feels realistic. Because mm-hmm. That's the world we live in. Okay. So challenge yeah. it. Where's the evidence that this is true? Choose a new phrase, so something that's more realistic, and then change what you do as a result. So, for example, if you've been saying to yourself, I find it really, you know, it's really hard going for interviews or, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get that promotion at work, then change something to give yourself a better chance. So yeah. role play with a friend. Check out your, you know, get some feedback on your cv if if it was um interview techniques go and practice do things that give yourself a better chance yes 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 guys challenge choose change we love acronyms i love them we love acronyms i'm doing a mic drop (laughs) (laughs) excellent excellent um now this has been this has been this has been awesome uh I was going to summarize, but I know you've got some questions. I have. I've just got. I've got two questions. Okay, two questions to squeeze in. I know um, time is fast spent, and I'm I'm really enjoying this, Helen. But you know, I I my job obviously working with young people from disadvantaged backgrounds. I encounter a lot of young people that have been let down so many times, um, different shapes and form. How that may look like, you know, homelessness or being promised something, or you know, being brought up in, in care. You know. What could we say to those listeners right now who have just lost all the hope thinking, I don't have any confidence. Where do you want me to dig it out from? Because everywhere I've turned to, I've just been let down. Um, I think the first thing is to look at the things that you do have in your life, however basic they might be, Um, whether it's the friends you have, where you live, a pet you own, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, the fact that you're just thankful you've had a really great meal today or whatever. So I think, you know, and there's there's a lot to be said for practicing gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it's certainly something that I do in my darkest moments is I think of the things that I'm grateful for. And again, I just want people to know that that's not just like a Californian bumper sticker thing to say, okay? Mm. Yeah. It's very real because what that does is when we think about the things we're grateful for, we get a hit of dopamine and we also get a hit of oxytocin. Both of those things help us feel better. So this is neuroscience. It's not just a happy, clappy thing to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. This stuff works, okay? Yeah. Um, The second thing I think is, to go back to those three things, I just sit there and just practice practice that. When you're hearing those dark thoughts around, I'm not good enough, I, I'm worthless or whatever, it's connect, like connect with someone who will help you challenge that. You know, phone up a friend. Don't sit in that kind of darkness on your own. Phone up a friend, phone up someone who you trust, someone who you love, someone yeah. who be a supporter and, and say to them, I'm feeling, I'm feeling crap. And I need someone to tell me that I'm not. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Because there's no there's no magic wand. I think it's it's connecting with those people who who love you and who are giving you a chance and um and reaching out. I think the other thing that is really useful to do when you are feeling low yourself is see if you can help someone else. Mm. That's a good shout. Yeah. You know, um if you can't help yourself, maybe you can do something to help someone else. And once again, you are, I will keep banging on about this, but it's all about this hormone release. Yeah. It changes, you know, it changes how you feel because it's changing what's being released into your system. You know, you know yourself how lovely it is when you reach out to someone and say, can you help me? And they help you. They, they also feel great because they were able to help you. So yeah. helping each other is reciprocal. It's a way of us, you know, making each other feel good because actually being needed is a lovely feeling. Yeah. Or knowing that the fact that you just texted someone today and said, just by the way, I think you're really great. You might have changed someone's entire day. They oh, might yeah. have been feeling so terrible. And then you just you just sent them a message and that might have changed everything for them. Um, yeah, yeah. I had a message like that yesterday when I was having a bit of a down day and someone who I hadn't heard from for ages just sent me a message saying, I was just thinking about you and can't wait till I get to see you again. And I thought, oh, me neither. Oh. And mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. did it make me go kind of, you know, skipping down the road? No. <laughs> but did it just lift me for the next half an hour of my day? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. that's all you can think about is, what I'm going to do for the next half an hour, the next hour. So I think, again, for, for those of you out there who have experienced some really tough times, try not to think too far ahead in the future. Just, yeah. just you know, I have a mantra. I'll share with you my mantra. So when I'm feeling really overwhelmed with life, my mantra is just do today. Just do today. Yeah. You know? And I just think that's all I want to do is I've just got to get from now until bedtime yeah yeah right and if yeah. I can do that and I wake up in the morning then maybe something will have changed maybe I'll feel differently maybe there'll be a different opportunity but you know regardless of how confident we are we all have times when it's just hard and yeah so I just remind myself that all I have to do is today for today yeah, Love it. that's great. That's Love great. It. And my final, final question, just before we wrap up, I know we're eager to like close, but um, you know, how do you, how do you define someone that's maybe confident and arrogant? Oh, ended on the borderline here. Mm, that's um, interesting. Yeah, I think it's about intention. Okay. So. When I'm being confident, my intention would still be maybe to help or to entertain or to inform. But when my intention changes, so if, for example, you came across someone who was being very confident but it made you feel put down, yeah, maybe that was their intention because – Sometimes actually people who aren't very confident will overcompensate and it comes across as arrogant because their only way of raising themselves up is to make other people lower. And so that's when I see people kind of tip over into arrogance. 
you know, sometimes if you've been told that you're amazing for your entire life, you know, that's that's what you believe. But you have to come back to the why and how you're using your confidence. And for me, it's all about what's my intention behind what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, as far as I can, I want to see if I can do that and use it all in a good way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, well said. I, I, I don't think it could have been answered in any other <laughs> better way. It's the intention, like literally, because it's so true. It's and you feel it when you know you feel the arrogance being directed at you. You always just think this did not come from a good place, right? If it came from a good place, you just be able to relate to it in, in a better feeling than how you relate to it. If it yeah. Come. So now I think you just nailed it right there. Now, Helen, thank you so much. Honestly, I mean, I'm looking at my notes and again, for our listeners, we're always going to have all these steps, all these tools, you know, in, in our yeah, show notes. Yeah. And I've just written down so many things. Uh, I'm, I've written down here, believe. Uh, I've written down here, um, achievements. So the, the, the four steps were achievement, visualizing positive things, learning to be able to take criticism. Yeah, the three Cs. Yeah, supporting systems that have, you know, that, that we have around us. You talk about the radiators and the drains, which I yeah, absolutely I love. I love that. Um, <laughs> the three Cs, challenge it, choose a new phrase and change. And yeah, I mean, your last bit on the intention is just the hammer on its head right there. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you. How can our listeners connect with you if they want to be able to keep in contact with you on socials or LinkedIn? What's the best way to keep to stay in contact with you? Um, probably the easiest way to stay in contact is via our website. So they can they can get in touch with us at um, info yeah. at thecoachhouse.limited. Okay. All right, great. Um, Guys, that'll be on our show notes up, as well. Look at the coach house. We're on Insta. Um, we're on Facebook. They can you can connect with me, Helen Tiffany. I'm on Instagram as well. So, you know. I just love to hear from anyone who just wants a helping hand. Always happy to try and help. That's great. Yeah. And we'll include your your links as well and your details um, on, on our show notes. But yeah. once again, it's been a pleasure. It Thank has you, been. Helen. It's been it great been. talking. Uh, we love welcome. learning new things. We love acronyms. We love books. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it seems that we have a lot in common. So, okay. So that, that's another episode. Wrap, guys. That's Thank right. You. And... Uh, have a love um and and to all the listeners out there you know um i i've i've just loved being with you today excellent oh, great thank you great so well guys that's a wrap us, coaches um, and mentors unwrapped okay. and you're your hosts Roslyn and mike thank you guys thank you take okay. care guys bye for all the links to the resources discussed on this episode click the details link next to the podcast for any questions or topics you'd like to discuss, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop us an email, support at cm-unwrapped.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, inch by inch you form a stitch and 1% improvement daily can help you become 37 times better in a year. That's absolutely staggering. Let's go get this, guys.